0: Hello and welcome to YAF Podcast, the yet another Final Fantasy podcast. We are on episode 13 of season 5. I can't believe I've made it this far. I'm going to say that like every episode because it's kind of astonishing to me that I'm, I'm still doing this. But yeah, we're on season, uh, season 5, which means we're playing Final Fantasy 5 Advance, episode 13. We're on the second world in this game. I think there are a total of three worlds or something like that. Uh, So we're like a good, you know, this is the middle act uh, of the game, I suppose. Uh, In the previous episode, um, we got stranded or we got captured and when we were stuck at Death's castle um, and then we got freed. And as we were, um, as Galif and the rest of the party, Galif reunited with the rest of the party um, while trying to save the rest of the party from Death's castle, um, then we have the entire full party back together. And they ran off uh, toward Galeb's castle and then we fell down and got lost in a weird way. We start the episode where I guess we start, start this part of the game with um, everybody's actually on top of this like um, little hill or something. It, the geographics of this are not making sense to me actually. Uh, but we start, start out on this like little hill um, and everybody kind of climbs down, you know, kind of being like, all right, well, we almost made it to the Castle, but we didn't. Um, this is going to be kind of a short episode, just a heads up, because not not a lot of stuff happens. Um, but th- that's this is where the Galev recognizes this area as Gloshenea, so like a Oceania, but with glow in front of it, Gloshenea. I don't know. It's uh, it's crawling with monsters, um, and. That's kind of where we are. Um, I ran across a few, mo- a bunch of different monsters, and I keep calling them land fish. Uh, this is like a, it looks like a fish, but for some reason it exists on land. Um, it's kind of, you know, I just realized it's kind of difficult to figure out what the geography, not, not geography, what the, the biomes really look like in this new game, in the, like in this new world, right? Like you kind of, um, in the first world, you kind of think that, hey, this is kind of like Earth, and some of the monsters are kind of... From- you know, from like the typical fi- fantasy genre that you're used to. But in this world, things are a little bit different and it looks very swampy. I, I wonder if that's, I guess that would make sense, right? Like if you had these land fish type of animals, that would be very swampy Um because that's, I don't know, they'd be able to traverse that. I don't know. I don't know. So I kept walking around. There's just quite a bit of the map that to cover and to just kind of, you know, explore. Um, there's a small town called Regol or Regoli. Um, I found out it was, it used to be called Lugor Border Town. Now that makes me wonder why it was called a border town. What was it on the border of, you know? Uh, but in the new translation, it's called Regoli or Regol. Um, we, I went went over there, I changed my Red Mage uh, setup a little bit. Uh, I think I had it, I changed my Red Mage setup a little bit um, and gave him uh, not just like, I I think I had like Black Magic um, with Red Magic and it didn't really make sense because Red Magic, like the ability gives you access to both Black and White Magic. So like you don't have to do Black and White Magic or you can just do Red. And so I changed uh, Galef, who was, uh, the red mage to have access to time magic, because I found that I don't really use the, the white magic that often in most battles. I mean, you know, whenever you're fighting a boss, yeah, Kira is the way to go. Um, uh, most of the time though, I, I use black magic, magic, but only because of the fact that there's like nothing else for this character to do. Right, so whenever I'm like in a small battle, or maybe I'm fighting against a boss that is not really hitting a lot of damage, all I can really do is use black magic and try to inflict some damage, which doesn't always work. So I decided to go ahead and add the slow, what is it, the time ability so I could use sloga, which is actually that's when I switched it. Sloga is a. It's the version of slow that allows you to uh, target all of the enemies and I found that to be a really cool ability. I don't entirely understand how it works because I feel like I never see... You know like whenever one of your characters gets afflicted with something you see the status of that and I don't see that in the enemies and I wonder if it's because it's invisible or if it's because um, this attack is not landing. (laughs) Like, those are two different things, right? So, like, if I do Protect on or Proterra or, or Shell or whatever on any of my characters, they turn blue or orange or they flash a color or something happens to tell you that something's going on with them. Same with if they're, you know, uh, have been afflicted by Slow, I think there is, is some specific way to denote that. But if one of my characters is afflicted with uh, or is hit with Haste, yeah, they look like they're faster, I think, right? They do the, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, but that doesn't happen with the enemies, so, But I, I am trying out Sloga, we'll see how that goes. I ended up uh, using all of my cash to upgrade all of my gear for every single one of my, my characters, so it, was, it felt really nice. I did grind a bunch, literally for the money, not even for experience, because I think I am in a pretty good place with experience. Uh, we find out from a an NPC about the Cornago Gord, which is some kind of... I don't know item that allows you to catch monsters and the thing that popped into my head was that I don't know This was like 1995 or when did Final Fantasy 5 come out again? I thought it was 95 94 maybe 92 oh my god, I didn't realize it's that old Wow, that is okay This is an incredible game for being a 90s game. for some reason I thought 90 uh, Final Fantasy 4 came out in 92 or 93 so got the dates a little bit mixed mixed up uh oh you know what maybe it's uh one of those things where i was looking at the american release of final fantasy 4 which would have been released as final fantasy 2 and then it might have been 93 or 94. i don't know anyway yeah the, we find out about this cornago gourd which basically sounds like pokemon oh hey you get to catch a monster and an item <laughs> uh it was was you know final fantasy hinting at something ooh conspiracy theory time what if this was the the you know Inspiration for Pokemon. We know that like Pokemon was inspired by literal bug catching in the real world uh, But instead of killing them and pinning them to the wall or something, you keep them as friends, which was a, an interesting idea But what if this concept of catching these uh, Catching a monster in a in an item or something came from like Final Fantasy 5 from something like this, you know, what if there was like a Class that allowed you to do that and kind of like a mage, but you literally catch monsters that you then get to summon um I think that'd be really silly and I actually now I want to see it kind of like a summoner where you have to not defeat the summon but catch them (laughs) level them up the same way you level up a character what if a pokemon trainer was a class in final fantasy V? I am going off on a tangent that I was not expecting. Um, There is a pub where I did not find a piano. After I left the town, I found out that there's a secret passage into a room with a piano. That would have been nice. I tried to walk against the walls, but I, I must have missed it just like by one step or something, which happens all the time and it's fine. Uh, but at the pub, you can dance at the stage, and I believe you can get some coins for that, which is really kind of funny and silly. I turned on the music for this, and it's just like a re- really good music, and then I went to sleep at the at the end. What was interesting is that it was free to sleep at the end, which I think was almost like a hint of like, hey, you need to do this for story progression, which was exactly that um i've noticed that in this game especially if you go to sleep at an inn at a new town and there's nowhere else to go at the moment it will probably trigger a cutscene you know so (laughs) that's kind of an interesting thing um so you know it's the middle of the night as it usually is during the nighttime cutscenes galuf disappears bartz tries to find him and it's like a really quiet night and kind of he walks around the town and finally, we find Galif at the bar drinking. He's drinking Roget Regoli's Brew, which is like a special drink from this area. Uh, and it's kind of like a funny thing. You can't, I believe you can buy the drink. I'm not 100% sure. But we do find out that it's just like a really local drink. Um, at first, I thought Galef might be an alcoholic. But it turns out, nope. Just needed to go sit down for a drink for a little bit. So... Bartz joins him, they chat, they talk about Bart's coming and how, like, it's a permanent decision to stay on this world, and so they have, like, this bonding moment, and I'm really appreciating these cutscenes that are about bonding the characters in the party, especially, like, kind of two strangers, right? Like, in Final Fantasy IV, I can't think of a situation where you would have, like, two sec- I don't want to say secondary, and they're not secondary, but, like, yeah, like, in if you had a bonding moment, but it wasn't with Cecil, it was like two other characters and two characters that didn't know each other at the beginning of the game. Like, I don't remember any, anything like that happening. And so it's really nice to see like this more of a partnership fostering between all these different characters with all these, uh, We do see Bart being kind of like the lead. I mean, he was the first character that you got to control, but still it, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's really nice. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, then there's the next day. I decided to go venture out. There's a sealed uh, castle. I decided to skip it i wrote it down in my notes that i'm skipping it and then i went to grind for a bit and that's when i i went back to Regol like several times and i believe there was a character that said hey that's sealed castle you should skip it like you should not go there and i believe the guide said the same so it's really funny that i already had like that intuition of like nope i'm skipping it like this is not a place to go i do wonder how powerful like the the, the future like how powerful, powerful the monsters are when I visit that area in the future and how soon I should visit it. That, those are like a few questions about it. I was also thinking about the, the how in Final Fantasy 1, uh, there was like a fun quirk of the game where in several sections of the game, there were either highly powerful monsters or... Um, high encounter rate areas I, if I remember correctly in Final Fantasy 1 there was like a peninsula There was a peninsula with extremely high level enemies It was a really cool hack because like you could go into that area Or and you could keep grinding in there So like it allowed you to over grind in the area without exposing yourself to too much danger uh, It did take a while to to grind up to the level to be able to Step onto that pen- peninsula and survive uh, A battle but you know that's another you know, that's another question. It's a slightly separate situation. There was also like the hallway of the giants, if I remember correctly, which were like these high power, powerful giants. And every step that you took was a an attack. And so you had like a succession of very, you know, slightly challenging but experience worthy, um, battles against these giants and you were able to level up really quickly um pretty much as soon as you came down the ladder to get into a cave so that was in final fantasy one i'm wondering if something like that is in final fantasy five or if like the sealed castle is more of a formalization of the situation like hey here's a high level area Um, you know you have an npc in a town that says like hey you should probably skip this for now i believe it was an npc that told me that and yeah, so I wonder if that's like a, the formalized version of, of this quirk in Final Fantasy 1. Next, uh, I ended up walking a bunch and I found... I ended up walking like south and I went east and then north and there was a valley. Uh, and then there has... the Inside of the valley is a forest you can enter. As soon as you enter, we scare off a Moogle. So, Moogle is a recurring character, and I don't remember when it started. I don't remember it being in Final Fantasy 2. It was in Final Fantasy 3 3D, but that doesn't mean that that's where it started. So, I'm guessing it probably started in Final Fantasy 4. Though, I don't remember much of Moogles in Final Fantasy 4. Moogles are these, like, little creature. I don't know what to call them. They're, like, forest creatures. They're, like, these big, squishy forest creatures. Little, I don't know. Not, not like Totoro. <laughs> Maybe... But they're, like, I think white and pink or something. I don't remember. They look kind of funny. Um, look them up. Uh, we ended up scaring it. It runs off. And then it falls underground. And um, my first thing that, like, went into my head, like, is this going to be another ancient structure like the one that was created by the Ranka in the first world? Like, what if the, the ranka actually traveled acro- across worlds and like one of our introductions to the ronka ancient ruins was that when gay Ge- was it Galeb, now sid and mid fell down a hole in a forest and found themselves in the ancient structure uh in this situation now uh we find out from Galeb who the mughals are we jump in and it's just like a cave with lots of water and kind of like the the conveyor belt mechanic again you- when you step in the water the current carries you um it carried us from place to place. I think it carried us from place to place. I think I found um, like maybe one chest, like nothing major. And eventually, we see a Moogle fighting a skeleton, which was kind of silly. Uh, as soon as we like start to approach, um, we get into a fight with the the skeleton, and it's a boss. It was a T Rex skeleton, so we were fighting against the T Rex. It was a fairly you know easy battle. Uh, as soon as the battle ended, the Moogle tries to run off, um, Lena slowly approaches it, and then it kind of like tries to communicate to us that we need to follow it, or follow him. Sorry, the pronouns were actually given in this game. Uh, we get out, there is kind of like a maze in the overworld, there are patches of sand we can't walk over, I don't actually know what happens if we walk on the sand, but there is a Moogle that quickly runs off through the maze, and... Uh, showing us the way which to go but it's like really easy to forget but it, it, it was uh it was actually really easy uh and it turns out there weren't like that many different places to go there weren't lo- a lot of like random encounters but we then find the moogle village in, in, in surrounded by like the circle of mountains in a huge forest just like this really awesome area like this is where i would uh expect you know elves or something to to live just like in this huge forest surrounded by mountains where you have to cross, like, sandy fields in order to get there, like, extremely secluded place. Um, I have to say that, like, this world, it, it's got a pretty good map. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Uh, as soon as we get into the Mughal village, we kind of get that runoff situation again. Everyone runs off until we chase down uh, the one Mughal that we helped save. Uh, and as soon as we chase him down, he gives us uh, ch- six chests. Like, he walks us inside of a tree where there's a home uh, and tells us to, you know you know, get whatever we want and there were just like a bunch of different things in there i don't know i don't i think there was one chest with like one gill and another chest with ten thousand. uh so and and i think there were a couple of weapons and nothing that really sticks in my head now i ended up walking around the moogles didn't like i think they like they were running away they didn't want to really interact with me I went to one house and there was a Moogle costume, so I ended up putting it on. And <laughs> there's a Moogle in another house that is enchanted by us. They really like the way we look, you know, like we're, we're, they've got the hots for this Moogle, for this Moogle costume. And they give us the elven mantle, which is another thing. And I don't remember what that is. We then trigger a cutscene and we find out something that I didn't know. And now it actually makes the Final Fantasy 3 Moogles actually make a lot of sense uh, based off this game. You know what? I think, I bet Moogles came from this game. You know what? You wanna know why? I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it after I do the big reveal here. Uh, so we trigger a cutscene. Krilly is in the castle. There's a Moogle and we find out that Moogles can talk across big distances. So Krilli takes, uh, goes to take the Wind Drake. We find out that like, I think the Wind Drake was just like not feeling well, which kind of sucks. But, you know, the Wind Drake went anyway. Uh, and then we find out that all Mughals communicate through tele- telepathy, telepathy, telepathy. Um, so they let Crilly know when Galef and everybody else showed up. The when Drake tells them that he can't make only one trip. Uh, so Crilly flies over to us. We get this really beautiful view of the land and the um, sprite of the dragon flying at us. Like it's a really beautiful cutscene. Crilly lands, picks us up, and we then fly over to Galus Castle. And that's kind of it for the story in this episode. But yeah, so Moogles can communicate across distances. Mughals were in Final Fantasy IV, if I remember correctly, were, no, Final Fantasy three. It was Final Fantasy three where the Moogles were, um, could communicate across vast distances and deliver... Um, letters from like the people that you know and it never occurred to me like hey how do they even communicate with the letters i always thought oh maybe it's like some weird service that we just don't understand maybe anytime we land the ship um you know they somehow communicate with the villagers nearby or like i never really thought about why in final fantasy 3 the Mughals could deliver letters and then we find out that it's they're 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 telepathic They can just communicate across large distances anyway. Like, it's not a... That's their special ability. And in Final Fantasy III, the 3D version remake, right, they utilize this ability to create a postal system, which is neat. I don't know why, but I've, like, never thought about it. Like, you think about telepathy, people have been... You know, think about like people being able to communicate across vast distances, but several um, for us, it's it's a given because of the Internet. Right. But in a fantasy world, give giving an idea for a story. This, this could write, write a really good story. Like imagine a some specific people that have this one special ability of being able to communicate with each other across vast distances. What would you use them for? Or like what would these people excel at of course like be using that ability being a conduit for that like discussion like I, I don't know that that feels like it would create a really fun story of its own anyways that's that's kind of it for the story i do i am wondering now about regoli or why it was called a board what is it called a border town um whether it has anything to do with the sealed castle. I do want to check out the Sealed Castle. I hope it's not like a side quest. I'm going to go look it up. It doesn't look like it's a side quest. Is it an optional area? I don't know. I do want to go check it out. I want to wonder what's uh, what's in there. I'm enjoying exploring this new world. It, it looks and feels just like different than the first world, but still similar enough where it's not, you know, I don't know, it, it, where it doesn't like flow against the flow of the game, if that makes sense. I, yeah. And, and that's, that's it for now. I think we have a few more episodes remaining in World 2, so I'm guessing next episode things are going to ramp up a lot. Uh, if not next episode, then the one right after that. Um, that's, like, it should be ramping up. We should be getting to the point where we have the typical false ending uh, in the games, uh, which I'm guessing that, okay, yeah, you know what? Uh, time for predictions. So... I need to structure these episodes better. I should like write it down and like literally have a section for predictions. I have a f- prediction. Um, there is the the usual idea of a false ending in Final Fantasy games. Um, when Final Fantasy two, so I mean spoilers for the games that we've already played. But Final Fantasy two, you know, you have you defeat the emperor. That's one false ending. You try to defeat um, the dark knight, whose name I can't remember right now. That was a false ending. And then the real ending was fighting against the demon king, being the emperor who fought through hell and became a demon king. Like, wow, what an evil person. Um, and yeah, so that was the false ending. Final Fantasy 1, the false ending was gathering all the crystals, right? Or like freeing all the crystals. The real ending was uh killing that one dude that became chaos. In Final Fantasy 3, you think getting off the continent is the ending, but that's a false ending. Um you know, in Final Fantasy 4, we have the false ending of defeating Golbez, right? We then find out about Zuma or Zumaraga, whatever his name was. <laughs> I don't remember the the final boss's name, which sucks. But, you know, the false ending was, hey, I'm going to go defeat Golbez, right? Or like, I'm going to go defeat the Giant of Babel or whatever, whatever that is. And so I think our false ending here will be defeating Death, because Death. So I thought that like, wow, you know, the, the final boss is revealed to us all the way at the beginning of the game. But my prediction now is that this is the, like the false final, um, boss, you know, I think that X death, you know, X death showed up. We had the first mentions early on in the first world, in the first few episodes, uh, we found out that's why the crystals were shattering, right. That propelled the story of the fir- entire first act in the second act where we're at right now, we're, We fought against X-Death at the beginning. We're kind of, like, gathering supplies, getting our things in order. Uh, I don't want to ruin, like, the next episode in this. But, like, we're doing all these different things, you know, which is hopefully going to culminate in the battle against X-Death for a second time in X-Death's castle. X-Death's castle had a lot of locked doors. I'm pretty sure that they're, like, plot-driven locked doors. You know, you can't get there right now anyways. You can't get, you know, at this point of the game, you can't get... um, to X-Death ca- Castle. Uh, so yeah, that's my, that's my prediction is that I've been duped again and X-Death is our false boss, our false, first false ending, right? Um, and I think at the beginning, like in um, Final Fantasy, not Final Fantasy one, in the first world of Final Fantasy five, I don't think we had that false ending because we knew the whole time we'd be fighting against X-Death, like I said, from the beginning, from the first three episodes. So that's it. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Why don't you tell your friends about it? I've got a pretty good listenership right now, like good 20, 30 people, you know, so maybe if you tell your friends, they'll start listening too. And I'll get encouraged to make more episodes, maybe even bo- bonus content, uh, or, or I'll be encouraged to actually pay somebody to edit these episodes and focus more on the content and more on the gameplay and less so on, you know, whatever. It would be an encouragement to do more for this podcast. I would appreciate any kind of like review sharing to social media. And you can follow me on Twitter on twitter.com slash Yaf Podcast. It's Y A F F Podcast. See you next time.